text this evening is found in Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21. We read verses 25 through 28. This is the response of Jesus. Jesus' words is response to his disciples when they asked him about the signs of the end times. Part of this reads, and there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's heart failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. Tonight, the statement that I want you to leave with tonight is when you are surrounded, look up. Your redemption draweth nigh. I believe that we believe that that is true here tonight. But the question I have is, are you willing to let God prove that in your life? The Lord's help will look at three examples in the Word of God that proves that when we are surrounded, God is already there to deliver us. First example I'd like to look at is uh, Moses and the children of Israel crossing uh, the Red Sea. Uh, we we find read about that in Exodus chapter 14. And, and to, to understand uh, the fullness of this, we need a little bit of history. And so we look how uh, God had placed the children of Israel down in Egypt so that they could prosper and grow as a nation. And as the children of Israel increased in number, Pharaoh felt that they were a threat uh, to the Egyptians. And so Pharaoh enslaved the children of Israel and forced them to build their cities. But you know, in spite of Pharaoh's efforts, the children of Israel continued To prosper. You know, God had a plan for delivering the children of Israel from bondage. You know, we we read how God spared Moses' life and put it in his heart to serve his people. And when Moses grew up, God used him to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. We read how God sent uh, ten plagues to the Egyptians, causing them great pain and loss and causing them to send the children of Israel out of the land. That brings us to the 14th chapter of Exodus. We read how the children of Israel fled Egypt, and God led them in the direction they should go with a pillar of a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. We read how God led them down into the wilderness by the Red Sea, and God instructed them to camp there. But you know, when the children of Israel were fleeing, God again hardened Pharaoh's heart and Pharaoh decided to pursue after the children of Israel. You know, this is all part of God's plan. We read how Pharaoh and his great army caught up with the children of Israel while they were camped there at the Red Sea. And so sometimes I I like to, when I think about accounts we read in the Bible, I like to put myself in that situation. How would I feel? What would I do? And so, so picture this. You're, you're one of the children of Israel. 
You've just seen God work in a miraculous way. You've seen uh, all these uh, possibly two and a half million people delivered from Egypt. And while you're rejoicing and resting from your travels, you're sitting there taking in the beautiful view of the Red Sea, enjoying the, the, the shade of the cloud God has provided for you, enjoying the heat of the fire at night. And then you look behind you and here comes the Egyptian army. See, everything was good until it wasn't. You're trapped. The Red Sea's on one side and the Egyptian army on the other. So now you have two options of how you can view your situation. You know, you can think about the mighty way God has just delivered you and say, you know what? God's going to do it again. He's going to deliver us. Or you can let doubt take over. You can begin to fear. You can get angry at God for putting you in this situation. Well, unfortunately, we know how the children of Israel reacted. In that 14th chapter, the, the 10th through 12th verse, we read, And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. And they were sore afraid, and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us, to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the world that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. You know, they let doubt take on. They let fear take over. They said, you know what, we would have been better off if we just stayed down there in bondage. You know, that's what the devil wants us to think. The devil wants us to say, you know what, I'd just be better off not serving the Lord. I tell you, you won't be. But we're thankful that Moses never lost sight of how God was working. His response to their, their statement says that Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which He will show you today. For the Egyptians you, whom you have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you. And ye shall hold your, hold your peace. Well, aren't you thankful that God did just that? As the children of Israel looked up to God, He caused that cloud that was leading them to go between them and the Egyptian army. It blocked them. They couldn't see Him anymore. He caused a strong wind to divide the Red Sea and dry out the bottom. And God led the children of Israel across on dry ground. But you know, the Egyptians, they tried to follow God took off the wheels right off their chariots, left them stranded there, and brought the waters right back together. You know, God used that trying circumstance to fully and completely forever deliver the children of Israel from the Egyptian army. God used that to punish the the, the Egyptians for their abuse of the children of Israel. God God used that to, to set an example of His power. What if they had never gone through that? They would have missed out. The second example I'd like to look at is out in 2 Kings chapter 6. We read how the king of Syria was trying to bring war against the king of Israel. The king of Syria would bring his counselors in together and and let them know... uh, 
what, what he was going to do and, and so to camp so that he could capture the king of Israel. But God would show the prophet Elisha the king of Syria's plans and Elisha would share it with the king of Israel. Well, you know, the king of Israel was wise enough to listen to the prophet Elisha and he did not go where the king of Syria was camped. The Bible tells us that this happened more than two times. And the king of Syria, he became angry. Uh, he was angry at his counselors. He, he accused them of sharing uh, his, his plans with the king of Israel. Well, you know, they were quick to let him know, King, it isn't us. It's that prophet. So the king of Syria, he found out where Elisha was staying and he sent his army down to get him. You know, I, I thought of this quite often. You know, it was just Elisha and his servant. Just, just two guys. They sent a whole army to pick up two guys. You know why? Because of what happened. They never did pick them up. You know, there's a lesson we can learn from this. If we're doing the Lord's will, as Elisha was, we're going to upset the enemy. He's going to come at us. But we have a hope. Amen? Amen. So again, I would ask you to put yourself in the, in the position of, of Elisha's servant. You know, maybe you've had a good night's rest. You get up in the morning and you go to look out the window to see the sun come up nice. And as you look outside, you see that the walls are surrounded with the Syrian army. Once again, what is your perspective? Do you look at the army and say, God has a problem? Or do you begin to fear? Well, Second Kings 6.15 we read, And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? You know, Elisha's servant, he knew what to do. He turned to the man of God. And Elisha was looking up to God. And he saw so much more than that Syrian army. Elisha's answer was, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. What an example. Oh, that we would look up to God in times of trouble and see that oh, even though we are surrounded, God has our enemies surrounded. And God is greater than anything that may come our way. Never forget that. The final example I'd like to look at begins in 2 Kings chapter 6 and, and goes into the 7th chapter. And we see again that Benadad, the king of Syria, had uh, surrounded the, the city of Samaria and cut off their food supply. Times had gotten desperate in the city. The people were losing hope. 
When God blamed, or when the king blamed God for their misery, God sent a message again through the prophet Elisha. 2 Kings 7, 1 and 2, we read that Elisha said, Hear you the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Then a Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man and God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he, be, and he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shalt not eat thereof. You know, I'd like to, to kind of focus on that last part. I think sometimes we find ourselves in situations where, where we feel like we are surrounded. There is no way out. It can get us to a place that causes us to doubt the abilities of our great God. The, the statement of, of this, this man, the king's advisor, is clear. He basically says, God can't even get us out of this situation. That's never true. May we never doubt the ability of God to undertake in our situation and to deliver us. Well, you know, as we continue reading the, the seventh chapter, there we see that there were some lepers outside the city. And they finally came to the conclusion that they were either going to starve to death uh, sitting outside the city, or, or if they went into the Syrian camp, they would just kill them. And so they, they made the decision that they would go down into the Syrian camp. You know what they found? The Syrian army, that great threat, the one that was bringing all the problems, all the misery, all the loss of hope, all the fear, it was gone. It was gone. Did they just get tired and go home? No. God has sent the sound of great horses and chariots in their midst, and they had fled in fear. Well, what was the final outcome? The 16th verse that we read, and the people went out and spoiled the tents of the Syrians. So a measure of fine flour was sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel according to the Word of God. Amen. You know, I believe the, that God wants to open the windows of heaven upon us tonight. Amen. I believe He wants to pour out His blessings in a mighty way tonight. Amen. May we not only see His blessings, but may we partake of them as well. You know, I really feel this message is so important, especially in the times uh, we are living in. As I mentioned, our text is taking, taken from a, a portion where Jesus is answering the question of the disciples, what, what will the signs of the end times be? And Jesus told them that there would be false teachers. There would be wars and rumors of wars. Earthquakes in, in different places. Famines, disease, the persecution of the saints. You know, we see these things in our world today. Well, we see so much evil around us. And you know, if we, if we focus on the evil, it can just overwhelm us. Any of these things can make us feel overwhelmed and fearful. So what do we do when we're surrounded by the troubles and evils of this world? I'll remind you of that 28th verse in Luke 21. And when these things begun to come to pass, then look up. Lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. So tonight I will tell you this. 
when the enemy of our soul, the devil, comes at us like a mighty army and we feel like we are trapped, look up to Jesus. Our redemption is near. When it feels our enemy has us surrounded and it seems there's no way out, look up to Jesus. He and His angels have the enemy surrounded. And victory is yours through the power of the blood of Jesus. Many of us are facing trying times and situations, but Jesus is here to lift us up and carry our burden. Won't you look up to Jesus tonight and let Him deliver you from the situations you are facing? If you are living in sin tonight, Jesus wants to deliver you. He wants to set you free. He wants to lift the burden of sin. He wants to give you the peace of joy that can only come from Him. Look up to Him tonight. He will save your soul. Do you need your deeper experiences? Do you need sanctification tonight? Do you need to be filled with the Lord's precious Holy Spirit? Look up to Jesus. He's looking to pour it out upon you tonight. He wants to give it to you tonight. If you will come in full surrender, He will answer your prayer tonight. Look up to Jesus. And I will tell you this. As we look up to the Lord, sometimes the Lord answers our prayers, but the situation doesn't change. But even as the situation doesn't change, put your trust fully in God. will cause God to... to Replace your fear and doubt with joy and peace. And you will have victory tonight. As we come before the Lord in prayer tonight, may we look up to Him for a great outpouring of His power. Right here tonight. We have such a beautiful opportunity to gather around the altars of prayer and just cry out to the Lord. I I love Sister Sylvia's testimony. I, I, I wept my way to salvation. We need to weep before the Lord tonight. The Lord wants to work in a mighty way. He wants to solve your problems tonight. No matter what you're facing, God wants to help you. Won't you look up to Him tonight?